OTB Sports Rugby. Everyone in the world thinks Ireland should win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you pick the combined side, who'd get in from Wales? Jeez, no, no one, I don't think. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. What is it called, Friday Fireplace? Friday Fireplace. Friday Fireplace. So we just put a bit more thought into dominating this comments box. Yeah, you got to call it like it is. It's Friday, like, like The Friday Fireplace. It has its own sting now, so it's going to be here forever. Kathleen Cameron, good morning to you. Morning, guys. Welcome on in and around the fire pit. We should get something in the centre of the screen. Nice and toasty, isn't it? The idea of the fire pit is what, that we throw things into it and forget about them forever, or that we sit around chatting about stuff that we like to talk about? Well, kind of part of the thinking behind it was, I mean, once we get to 10 o'clock tonight, or today, our um, listeners have to suffer with the fact that this is the longest point between OTB AMs. So we thought we'd set up the fire pit to kind of let it burn over the weekend and give you things that we talked about during the week, but also points to consider as you... You um, wait and think about OTBAM instead of, you know, tending to your family or having hobbies. Um, we thought it's a good way of burning through. And actually, this week, we've only we've got an extra day to wait. So we need to make sure that there's plenty on the fire. One for the pyromaniacs out there. Yeah. A long time between OTBAMs was not a thought I've ever had before, Cameron. So thank you for bringing that fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a couple of quick comments before we get into it. Dave Cos uh, says, Wales will win. It's a World Cup year. Ireland is preordained. Uh, Roger's a serious manager, says Michael. Really excellent interview in chat. He's transitioned from playing field seamlessly over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Shane has another cracking shirt on, says James McCullough, who obviously likes an old drink on a Friday morning. Shack it. It's called a shack it. And Darrow Tool wonders if my fresh fade has been covered yet. Was it paid for or was it, uh, or was it his immeasurably patient life partner? Yeah, I tell, tell you what, Adrian, it is fresh. It, like, it, it, it does, fresh. like, it, does, it right. makes you look younger as well. It looks like down with the should, kids. How do you do, fellow it, kids? I need to get it once a week then, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Definitely. And the shacket. You shacket definitely have to come on yeah, with yeah. the shacket next yeah. week. Yeah. 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 If you want Shane and I can go vintage shopping for you and yeah, bring one in. You won't even have to put any work that. You could totally do that. I'm not going to wear them, but certainly. No fast fashion. No fast fashion here. It's all about the. No, no. the vintage shops good for the environment self, self, what is I'm, I'm up for that I'm up for that part I mean the fire probably where do you sit on all this Cameron I, I like vintage it's, uh, my friend says there's nothing good to get anymore which I think is kind of the opposite of the well, point no, is that is. like with the passing of time things become vintage mm. but um, I don't know I've, I've yet to really properly indulge it's like a good wine the older it is the better um, we've that's 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 actually not. I mean, it's, it can be largely true, but not always true. Not always Shane, true. there are a lot of exceptions to that. Okay. I'm saying this very pointedly in your direction. As a good as a good vino expert. Um, We've three things to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about uh, national anthems because there'll be a series of tweets tomorrow saying, "Oh, I love the Scottish anthem," etc., yeah. etc. Et mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about Miking referees, which came up at uh, the debrief yesterday at Croke Park, mm. and we're going to talk about Katie Taylor and uh, will it won't it? Uh, looks unlikely. Maybe it'll happen in September. Um, discussion. So, uh, where does anybody, everybody feel they want to jump in on? Catherine, you're producing today, so your prerogative. Uh, I feel like Cameron was quite passionate about the anthems earlier. And yeah. this is my favourite part of the Six Nations, I yeah. won't lie. You know, you wake up in the morning, Six Nations Day, you kind of, you know, you run around the house and you're like, yeah, it's starting! <laughs> and then you hear the first thrills of the anthems, so long as it's certain anthems and not other ones, and you're yeah. like, okay, I'm ready for this. This is going to be great. That's it. I think um, we've talked a lot about divisions and weird divisions we have with Wales, and I suppose Quinny said that Scotland was a big rivalry, mm-hmm. which I was very surprised about. 
But the one thing that I think unites us and the English is our anthem envy. Every time I, like, I'm really looking forward to France-Italy this weekend because it will be a good game and I'd like to see how Italy shape up. But I'm also looking forward to the anthems and everyone always tweets about, God, do we talk enough about how good the Italian national anthem is? <laughs> I think we do. Like that. I it's think a bit like people saying do. Dennis Irwin is underrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at a certain point he just becomes rated. Mm. Yeah. Um, John O'Shea is versatile. Yeah, exactly. And when people talk about getting rid of Italy from the Six Nations, I'm like, but the anthem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, where am I going to hear it then? That's Georgia. <laughs> could yeah. Georgia just do that? Then we'd be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Could they do a Georgian version of that? But mm. it's part of the whole Six Nations cliches kind of stuff that I love. Because I think people get very frustrated with cliches. But cliches are great. They're enjoyable. They're comforting. There's nothing better than looking forward to either the anthems or waiting. How big does the deficit have to be before we call? Italy's performance brave um, do like every time a commentator has a front rower on the panel they have to go so talk us through the ancient art of scrummaging that, that kind of stuff I always enjoy Big um, man, yeah. yeah and mad French and Italian TV direction during the game when the games are in Italy or or uh, in Rome or Paris where they just forget about the action for about five minutes and show you like some guy painting the action yeah, yeah, where, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where they focus on completely the wrong thing in the replay I'd say if the French had their way they'd show it in monochrome and be quite artsy about it mm-hmm. um, and you'd be here for that I'd, be, I'd love that that's one of my favourite parts it's just what, are they, what shot are they showing us right now mm-hmm. like why don't you just let the pictures do the talking but um, the point of that is like so much changes from year to year and on a kind of sadder note, this is the first year we won't have Eddie Butler on commentary duty um, for the Six Nations, which is, you know, he's going to be really sorely missed. Um, but it's the constants, it's the things that I look forward to in the Six Nations, apart from the action, that really make it for me. Like a safety blanket. Like a safety blanket, exactly, yeah. Um, Dave McIntyre, I mean, I'm, I'm slightly biased in the conversation, but uh, Dave McIntyre is uh, he's brilliant. exceptional. Oh, he's brilliant, yeah, yeah. Uh, ever since it's spinning, I can't not listen to Dave doing a Six Nations. Seth and Quinny, they feel a bit like a comfort blanket to me, you know. It's yeah. like for like Ant and Deck, you know, they work together. Who's Quinny here? I was trying to best. give them a compliment, Jim, but if, <laughs> that's a compliment. Is it? Oh, yeah, As yeah, in, yeah, they've I'd been around yeah. for ages presenting crap TV shows. Great on, great on air together. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's Ooh. rescued. That's you rescued. Can't have one without the other, though. Exactly. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Fair yeah. point. That who stands on the left? Who stands on the right? <laughs> that that national anthem stuff came up. There was a campaign this week calling on everyone in Ireland to learn the words to Ironavian. This is the Learn Our Anthem campaign launching with a competition for primary school children. So there was a campaign, and those people on News Talk during the week talking about this, saying the national anthem and knowing the words should be important to everybody. She says it's no secret that the majority of us here in Ireland don't know the words of our national anthem. Is this true, though? Like, do the majority of people not know it? I know sometimes people might kind of fumble over a word or two, but I don't think I've ever met someone who doesn't know the national anthem. Didn't they have to put put the words up on the screen at Crow Park a couple of years ago? Some of my friends, some of my friends, in fact, a, a, a right few of my friends don't know the words. Like, like don't like they, as, uh, you okay. know, they mumble it and then they come in for the last two lines, which everyone knows, just so everyone starts cheering. But I they sat don't down know when I was in brownies as like a little girl and learned the national anthem because it was in the back of our brownie guidebook, and that's the sort of patriot that I am. <laughs> I, I have a bit of an issue with like what we must learn the anthem, and you have to know the anthem. Why? Why? No, no, no! Why do you have an issue with it? Because why do you have to? Why do you have to know the anthem? Because like it's patriotic. But why do you need to be patriotic? Well, you don't need to be patriotic, but it, it's it's almost like no. What they're saying, it's you a need to know the words thing. of the anthem, and you're saying that because you need to be patriotic. And I'm just saying, are you not patriotic? Are you not patriotic? 
You're not patriotic. No, well, there is like there is. Well, why are you not patriotic? <laughs> like, why, why? What's the requirement to be patriotic? It's not a requirement. It's not a thing you have to attempt to do. No, but you just like, naturally are. Well, exactly. That's what. That's the issue. One of the issues that I have with it is that you're. It's like by default that you're supposed to stamp your card and say. Well, my starting position is I'm patriotic, and I sort it of come mean it slightly the opposite way. And I'd say, in. could you not like drive into it as opposed to being reversed into it? Well, you could, but it, it doesn't. Does, it, this doesn't mean you have to be Irish exceptionalist. I, oh, if I'm patriotic, then I'm forgetting about the no, rest of the world. No, I accept that. Yeah, that's not the point. The point is. You, you have a soft spot for your country. Like, do you not? When you were abroad yeah, in, in Wales, did you not that, really love Ireland? Now, and thinking now, about Irish in classic uh, fashion, don't misrepresent the point that I'm making. <laughs> what I have a soft spot for my country. That is without question. Mm. But then, but I'm then not patriotic. especially patriotic. What I would rather is that you know the bureaucrats who sort of got the pencil out, uh, either literally or figuratively uh, through war, did away with it, got the other end of it out the rubber. And like just deleted a load of borders, I'd be way happier but, with that because sure. nothing like they're just set up to be sort of create differences. But, whereas actually we're all way more alike no, than but, we are. But surely the most like the anthem is the most ineffest, inoffensive expression of you know. It's your not about war, about uh, about so soldiers. It, yeah, it, but it so is, but it's how, the gusto that, with which if we change I know, but it, like that's not offensive. Gusto is grand, but like if you're singing, I want to kill my neighbours. That's not the words. Well, that's like, not the words. If you go to um, the Stade de France, I was there last year and. Oh, it was genuine chills listening to La Marseillaise. Great anthem. But again, that's about killing. Yeah. A lot, like, the last line is that we might spread the impure blood yeah, over our furrows. When, when you're like, like me, right, or loads of Irish people who don't understand what the Irish anthem is about, mm. it's not about the words so much. Soldier, but song. I just, um, yeah. Sorry, when I'm, at, when I'm at a GA match or a soccer match and, and Aaron Levine comes on, I'm that annoying person who is belting it out. Like, I sing the national anthem with gusto. Like, Cameron and Kathleen, do you do, like, when you're at a sporting event? Yeah, well, I think, like, there's, I, I, like, I understand what you're saying, Adrian. I do think there is a a line somewhere, but, like, I personally just find it quite fun standing at a match, roaring out the national anthem. It doesn't necessarily, like, I know we say, and I'm possibly going to be hypocritical in this point at some stage, but, like, I think it's, like, how we approach a lot of these things, especially around sporting events, where, we're not thinking about it. it. We associate it with something else. We associate it with that match day experience. We associate it with that like patriotism that Shane was talking about. I'm not necessarily saying that you are or aren't a patriot if you don't know the national anthem or you don't care about Ireland if you don't know the national anthem. I just found it strange because I thought it was the sort of thing that, you know, you learn in school, you hear it enough around the place that you can kind of sing along and you get with it and... Like we were, ta- this is what I was going to say when I say I'm being a hypocrite in this. We were talking about it before we came on, and the fact that like when I was covering games over in England, I never stood for the English national anthem because my family are from the north, and that means something very, very different to me. And then I think it was Emma said, but she was like, "Would you stand for the Australian national anthem or the South African national anthem?" And obviously, there's all the ties and difficulties with those countries as well. So like. It, it's one of those things where I feel like there's no right or wrong answer and people are going to do the things that they think makes them happy and if not singing the national anthem is right for you then that's right for you if not standing for one is right for me that's okay as well it's just it's complicated and it's definitely one of those massive grey area sort of issues I don't think there's like a a right way or a wrong way to approach it I'd apply the same logic to the knowing of the words do you know the words? I I do know the words. Do you sing it at sports events? No. Why? Because I, I've, I've, I've literally... And, like, I appreciate what I'm saying is not necessarily a popular opinion, and it makes me sound cantankerous. I'm not cantankerous about it. It's just my way of living. I'm not particularly... Uh, if there was war tomorrow, I ain't going to are you, war. Are you embarrassed about your voice? 
Do you not like singing? Have you met me? Have you met me, Shane? Law? That's uh, that's never going to be a factor. But um, yeah, that's just my view. On it. I just, I, as I said, I appreciate it's not the general view, and that you're open to criticism for it. Because, as I said, the default setting is you should be proud of your country, and you should be willing to go and fight the English and do it. That's but just that's not, not what where the I'm song's at. about. That's not what our own I know, but you know yourself. No, that's the subcontext. Think, a, think, a lot yeah. of Irish patriotism is hooked around hating the English. Mm. But that's because they took over for eight hundred years. I know. Right? I'm not saying. Look, that's fine, and that's your view. That you, you're entitled to have your view. But when, I, when I'm singing the national anthem, like I'm living there in near Arbor Hill, and every time I walk past Arbor Hill Cemetery, I genuinely pull the chi- flag out of your pocket. No, but <laughs> I genuinely get a chill up my spine because I think about the East Horizon leaders that are buried in there, just from a historical point of view. But like, I'm thinking about all these things. Maybe I'm too emotional when I'm singing the national anthem. But I, I don't think patriotism is a thing to be feared I, I or afraid of. It, it's whatever kind of. Um feeling it stirs up in you, even just listening to it. Like, I could see how sitting there and actually just listening to the anthem would give you enough of a stir without necessarily having to sing it. Mm. Like, if I... This is going to be very uh, embarrassing for me, and my friends will definitely bring it up again. But if I need a little lift sometimes, if I'm doing something big, I'll listen to the 2007 anthems in Ireland, England. Because, oh, yeah. oh, the act, That was the, exceptional. The pathos yeah. and... The impact of those is phenomenal. But that was a different thing. I was at that game, and that was a very different thing. Mm. It was like the whole context and the lead into it as to whether they were going to be yeah. food. Because that was a slightly different... That was like that was the exposing of, in a, such a raw way, the, the modern relationship between two... I don't think it's enemies. different, though. I think it's the same... It's a strand off of it. I don't think you can say it's different, because we wouldn't have had that experience if it wasn't for all the other stuff, and it wasn't, if it wasn't for how people felt when they sang the national anthems, mm. or sure. how, like, how they feel when they swing, sing Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, around Twickenham, or whatever it is. You, know, you, you don't have those big coming-to-a-head moments without all the stuff that goes before it and all the feelings that are in it. But also, we have many topics to get through. Sorry. Producer Hash, back on. I got, whoa, Jesus, hang on. Here we go. The atmosphere is just The atmosphere is serious, I thought. Um, well, it you does, know, it if does, we start um, ref- or putting mics on refs, maybe we'll start it hearing does, them it does, it does, just before we hop onto that, it does, uh, it's, it's definitely struck a chord with people, right? There's loads of stuff coming in Uh-oh. here. Um, <laughs> I'd say people are loving you, your opinion here, Adrian. Well, Michael says, oh, Adrian. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm projecting his tone there. The withering. He also voice. follows up a little bit later on with, "Go back, Shane. A bit of balance here is good." <laughs> um, I presume that was in relation to your Arbor Hill. But I'm surprised. I'm surprised, Adrian. Like you, you will I, I used to be. I used to be when I was younger. I was extremely nationalistic and mm. patriotic, and I just gave it up. But nationalism is different. I, I wouldn't be too nationalistic, but I'd be patriotic and uh, yeah, republican. It's, it's whatever it means to you. Like in a weird way, nationalism is totally subjective and personal, mm. and um, and your pride and the sense of where you come from. Like I would sing around Levine with the same gusto I'd sing the Green and Red Mayo. Or well, N- that's all other N- 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 seventeen in that, um, that that's it's the same. It's going to kill us if we keep talking. But let's just read some of these uh, comments. Um, uh, <laughs> Aaron Ver, Aaron Ver, which I presume is uh, Green Irish. He's a patronising muppet, clearly of planter stock, which is possibly the greatest thing that's ever been said. Which I Definitely talking about Shane there. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Cal says patriotism, patriotism is the last refuge of the scoundrel. Uh, singing our own Levine in Fitzgerald Stadium, Croke Park, then belting out. 
uh, Command the Kingdom is always the highlight of my year, says David Lucy. Good morning to you, David. Adrian wants a national anthem about flowers and bees and sunny days in Wicklow, says P. Well. That sounds absolutely ideal. Guys, I feel like we have our next limerick right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, superstition for me to always sing around a vein right to the end at all GA games, says yep. Andrew Moynihan. Same. Uh, how do you expect Irish kids to know our anthem when we only play that abomination of Ireland's call? Also, for the record, most Irish people would That's rather listen to God Save the Queen than Ireland's call, says Brown O'Brien. This is actually a very good point that John Collins has brought up in the comments, and now I'm just doing what I told you guys not to do. But uh, <laughs> how do you feel about the anthem at an international versus a GA match where the crowd sends a message to the opposition or where everyone sings it together? Both. I'd, nearly be, I'd, both. Nearly be, I'd nearly be more into the everybody singing it together bit. Mm. If I've never really considered that before, but now that it's been asked. That's a good point, actually, yeah. I love both. Yeah. Just, I think it's a, it's a, it's an anthem. I'd be up for both as well, but like I, I do think like that's probably a much more nuanced point than anything we would have brought to the table on this topic. It's also oh, the Irish <laughs> language. We, we all, none of us talk like I, I still have a couple of fuckle and that's it from from school. But it, it's, it gives us an opportunity once a week at a match to to sing a bit of Irish. I've started following this guy who's living on Inish, Inish, Inish man as it's called, and he's um, um, does everything through Irish on TikTok. And Is it's he a cripple? Brilliant. Class. He's not. Oh. He's um, he's just a young fella who's got an unbelievable um, turn of phrase and okay. accent. Anyway, uh, quickly, up referees. Should they be mic'd or not? Yes or no? Round the room. Yes. In all sorts. Uh, well, GA, I suppose, specifically, because they don't seem to be for the idea, which is a bit baffling to me. Yeah, definitely. 100%. I'd love to know what they're saying when they smile as they give someone a yellow. I have to give you... Th- <laughs> <laughs> like there's always like ah look I'm sorry you can't get away with that well like Shane you were saying that like the reasoning behind it is that the GA want to protect the privacy of the rest 100% and, yeah, I'm just like what are they saying that needs to be kept private you know it's it's on the pitch there could be 80,000 people watching you or 20,000 however many it is what goes on between you and the players shouldn't necessarily be a secret Especially if you're officiating, like yeah, I was taken off. Like I asked Tom Ryan, the GA director general, this yesterday because he was talking in his report yesterday about calling out unwanted behaviour of officials because it's been a, a theme throughout the last twelve months in Gaelic games. There's been too many incidents of abuse verbally and physically towards referees and officials. But I, I asked him the question, you know, thinking he was going to say, "Oh, geez, that's yeah, it could be could be something we could look at." But he was so vehemently against it. He was like, "No, no, definitely not something we're considering. It won't be in the near future either." Just a flat no. Privacy go, of the officials was, I'd yeah. go one step further and introduce um, NFL-style referee mics so that everybody... Explain the decisions. ...who's in the, in, the, in the crowd. Now, like, look, at it doesn't, in the parlance of the week, doesn't need to apply to a junior F game in West Kerry. Exactly. But you yeah. could do it at Crow Park, you could do it at all the county grounds, but just so that, everybody knows yeah. exactly... There was a soccer game in Italy or something recently where they, like, trialled it, where the ref, like, explained the decision to the crowd. It was kind of almost like a TMO... Bar, like situation except with VAR mm. and something like that I, I think that's powerful like how can more communication be a bad thing I know mm. yeah exactly that's the way I phrased the question I said obviously this would be tough to implement at club level but at inter-county level it could be like, like at club level it would be gas to listen to the lads chatting well Pat how are you getting on points this weekend is it yeah. just, like, you'd, you'd pick up some conversations at yeah club but, level, you'd, but you'd only be miking the ref you wouldn't the umpires yeah lines, people etc but you'd pick up the players like in rugby you'd probably hear the you would that'd be the biggest issue that I would see so much not so much the referee protecting the referee but maybe protecting the players to a degree because they do I do accept some of the argument that but maybe um, that might start like 
stops or stops some of the sledging yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's the horrendous that's things that we, culture, yeah. yeah, the horrendous stuff that we always yeah. hear gets said on a pitch, and we hear about it after the fact, but we've absolutely no proof that it happens. It doesn't go in the referee's report most of the time. Don't even know if the referee notices it. Like all that stuff might be picked up, and I know people go on about rugby being. I'm going to say a gentle person's game since mm. both genders play it. But, uh, you know, they talk about that, and I don't think that's necessarily true, but there is definitely an element that comes into it because they know that they could be picked up. And, like, sometimes yeah. your frustrations flare and someone curses or whatever. It's not the end of the world. I've heard, I've heard the argument made that oh, it shouldn't be players shouldn't be mic- or officials shouldn't be mic'd up in Gaelic games because you know these players are amateur and they have jobs and you know they could say something in the heat of the moment really offensive or sledging and and that should that shouldn't be held against them but completely should yeah if you're that type of person out. to yeah. say that in a match mm. you should stand by it when you're sober and. Uh, well, obviously, you're sober playing a match, but I mean, in the, co- <laughs> in, the co- in the cold light of day, obviously, Shane, no, <laughs> always obviously, off the pitch. You know, if if you say something on the pitch, you should stand by it. 100. percent you know? Sorry, I'm sorry, CCCC. <laughs> <laughs> I know the game was 20 minutes old, but I was locked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like if you say something during a match, you should uh, you shouldn't say it in a journey match that you, that you wouldn't be quite content for people to hear on the street. I know, yeah. I yeah. know things are. And I know exactly. Well, that's the difficulty, and I know that what I'm saying is wrong-headed, and that what. Kathleen's point about changing things culturally is absolutely mm. salient. Um, but. There's always a but, yeah. Um, are we moving on? Uh, I think we're kind of out of time. Are sadly. we done? We don't yeah. even get a chance to talk about Kelly Taylor. Well, I think we kind of know where we all stand yeah, yeah. after the last week. I think I think Adrian should sing us out with the, with Iron Levy and a few chords of Iron Levy. Yeah, yeah so. sure. Would everyone be up for that? Yeah, roll the uh, roll it in there. Um, <laughs> the music, right, uh, like a nightclub. Yeah, um, that was the first proper Friday fireside. Fire, 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 yeah, it's burning bright over there. I can see it. Yeah. Um, I think that hot was takes yeah. for the fire. You'll be back fire again next stuff. week. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. And send in your Six Nations cliches. I want to know what everyone else. Week takes a week off, and suddenly, like the show is cooking along. With, you know, <laughs> great fire, guests. Fire food, I'm clipping that and just sending it to him. <laughs> oh, he'll be watching. I mean, he's you know you know yourself. Zest. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 